Well, happy Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> Olé! <laughs> Okay, let's all stand to the Mexican hat dance. And uh, <laughs> anyway, what a fun, fun day, fun day. It's good to see all of you today. Yeah, it's good to see all of you. I hope that um, I hope that it's uh, a great day for you. And uh, when you came in this morning, I I gave you all a gift, right? Did you get your gift? I gave you. Okay, these are Skittles. And I told you last Sunday that if you came today, I would give you something that you've never received at church before. Someone said, I got Skittles at the Fall into Fun. And those are for kids. (laughs) You stole from the children. Hang on to this. You can, you can eat them now if you want to, but I have a little story I want to tell you about this a couple of minutes, but just kind of, a, kind of a fun thing because, you know, see, you know, Susie saw it a while ago and Susie Horniker and she said, oh, you're having a power breakfast. And um, um, but anyway, the, th- about it, the, the yellow ones are full of vitamin C. The uh, orange ones are full of beta carotene. And we all know that the multicolor, you know, the really bright colored ones, that uh, it's antioxidants. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, if you believe that, I got some land I want to sell you in Florida. Okay, uh, good to see all of you today. We'll talk about Skittles in a minute. Last week, I, I we started a um, the sermon on. Uh, on God will make a way, and I want to finish it off today. But, you know, as we have been working in this little series of, of trusting in God and of giving it all to God and letting God be in control of our lives, and this is something that I really want to um, encourage you in today that, you know, of really allowing God to make a way. You know, making sure that we let God make a way in our lives. And when we talk about God making a way, it's not just, you know, once in a while, but this is the God that we serve. We talked about last week um, on point number one on your outline that's in the, same, in the bulletin today. But, but, but sometimes God will make a way when we don't know that we need a way made. In a time of trouble, God will make a way. I told a story last week, and I won't repeat the story, but just a story that that God made a way. God answered a prayer uh, two weeks, at least that I can figure of, a minimum of two weeks uh, before I ever prayed the prayer. You know, that God provided me from, very honestly, just a a bloody massacre in, in Chechnya, uh, by, by doing something, by moving some, some things around. And I, I left that event kind of scratching my head and going, wow. And then all of a sudden I realized that, that God had made a way. And that God's in charge and the importance of keeping God the, as the Lord of our lives. And, and God will, as a matter of fact, make a way in that time of trouble, in those times of, of difficulties that, that, we are, that we're facing. Today I want to talk to you, we're going to start off on, on point number, number two in your outline, that, that God will make a way in times of trials. 
In times of trials, I don't know if you've noticed it, but life can be hard from time to time. I know most of you have never faced hard times, and you know, and, you know, um, no, huh? but but you have friends that have, okay. Um, but but God will make a way in, the, in these times of trials, and you know sometimes, just very honestly, just the fact that you are a believer, just the fact that you are a Christian, that you can face some some times of trials, some very difficult times. In 1 John, in chapter 3, in verse 13, you know, the Bible says, Don't be surprised, my brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. You know, and the world hates us because the world hates Jesus. You know, the early church, when people tend to, to embrace Christianity at first. And, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a good faith. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a good religion. They, you know, it's, a good it's okay, it's okay. But when they begin to really understand what the Bible is really saying, they're like, whoa, back off. That's not politically correct. Because when we, when we make those statements that, that, that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through Jesus, and all of a sudden, the road gets very narrow. Well, when we live in this, well, just, you know what? Any religion is okay. Any religion is okay. But the Bible does not leave us that room. The Bible is very clear that that broad is a road to destruction and narrow is the way to eternal life. And Jesus is that narrow gate. And it's, you know, again, it's that, that quote by, by, uh, by Mark Twain. Samuel Clemens, that said, you know, somebody says, do the... Things in the Bible bother you? That you know, these things you understand in the Bible? And he says, no. You know, it's, it's not the things in the Bible that I don't understand that bother me. It's the things I do understand that bother me. And if we're going to be honest, we are either going to be bothered by what the claims of the Bible are saying or we will be submitted to them. We are place ourselves under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And while we live in this culture that says, well, how can you be so narrow-minded? How can you be people of hate? How can, it's not that way at all. It's that the message of Jesus Christ is true and we are not allowed to compromise it in any way. This is one of those interesting places where everybody touts, oh, separation of church and state, separation of church and state. And it's okay as long as the door is swinging their way. But no, your, your religion is a religion of hate, and so you're politically incorrect. No, you misunderstand. You know, we have to, the, the truth is narrow. You know, and, and so we have to, in that place, of realize that you know, when, when the Bible says, don't, don't, don't be surprised if the world hates you. Because if we're going to be followers of Christ, and if we're going to be true followers of Christ, we are going to say, you know what, as a matter of fact, Jesus Christ is the only way. He's the only one that can forgive sins. He's the only one that can, that can put us in right relationships. And so we live in this world, and, and while, while the world will say, we, I, we like certain things about you, but there are things that we don't like about you, we are not allowed to compromise and to get, get rid of those things that, that are uncomfortable sometimes for people to understand that have some things between them and God that they are not willing to bring under the lordship of Jesus. We need to remember that we live in the world 
that took the, the sinless life of Jesus Christ and nailed him to the cross. And this same world that hated Jesus is going to hate you. You know, and that sound, I mean, it sounds almost like, like a bummer today, you know. Well, I gave you Skittles, didn't I? Um, <laughs> um, but but the, the world, when they really understand who Jesus is, there is a spirit of antichrist that is, has always been in our world, and as time plays out, this spirit of antichrist will grow stronger and stronger and stronger. And, but God will make a way in the middle of these trials. The, the Bible is full of stories of how God made a way through some situations that really weren't too comfortable. The Bible is full of stories of, of martyrs, well, I thought you said God was going to make a way. God made a way for them to be strong through their martyrdom. There's a, a great story about John Huss, who is, uh, was one of the leaders of the Reformation. And as Huss was arrested for his faith at the point of the Reformation, he was sentenced to, to be burned at the stake. Glorious Christian life, huh? <laughs> yeah. And... As, as, as John Huss was, was being tied to, to the pole to be burned at the stake because of his commitment to Jesus Christ. You know, he said, he said Lord, forgive my enemies. And, he, and then he says, you know, in thee, O Lord, I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. God gave John Huss the strength to, to make it through that point of trial. And God's going to give you the same strength to make it through a point of trial. You may be ridiculed for your faith. People may not understand the fact that Jesus Christ is the only way. And as, as you're holding firm to that, that statement of, of Christ is the way, that, that God will give, you the, he will give you the strength. He will make a way for you to stand strong. And as you're meeting with family and family are saying, you know, why are you so radically different? What's different about you? You're happier, but, but what's going on? There's some good things about you, but... And you get narrowly-minded religious now. No, it's not religious. I've come into a, a saving knowledge, a relationship with God. And, and it, it, it's hard because we have, to, we have to turn to understand this. We have to turn in our walking away from God and as family members who don't quite get it. Yeah, there's going to be some trials that's going to be there. But as you live out that love of Christ, that's the place that God's going to give you the grace to make it through that. Next point on your outline is that God, God will, will make a way uh, in your time of temptation. In those times that you're being tempted, whatever it may be, um, that God will, God will be there with you in that point of, of temptation. This passage in 1 Corinthians, in chapter 10, verse 13. Man, this is one of those passages that sometimes you wish it wasn't in the Bible, you know? You know, because it, it starts off really good, and then all of a sudden the whammy comes in, you know? You know, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. And he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. All right, good, let's stop right there. But when you are tempted, 
he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. <laughs> you know, oh, wow, I, I just want a way out. I don't want to endure. <laughs> I don't want to stick around for the tough times. And he says that God's never going to allow you to be tempted beyond what you can handle. You don't have to, you, don't, you do not have to raise your hand on this because some of you wouldn't. And every one of you must raise your hand on this. But have you ever been in the place where you're saying, um, uh, God, you must trust me an awful lot because I'm, this temptation is pretty tough right now. <laughs> yeah, there's sometimes you go, God, this is just way, way, way too much. Temptation, you know. You know, not necessarily to to go one certain direction, to you know, but a temptation to lose faith in God. And I said, oh, I'm not temptation of, you know, of you know, going out and you know, you know, buying drugs and using drugs. It's not tempt- you know, maybe for somebody that is a temptation. Somebody say, well, my temptation is to is to to cheat in business this way, and, you know, and but. Uh, what about just to lose faith in God? I doubt, I doubt that God is going to be with me in this situation. This is too hard. God, where, where, where are you now, God? Where are you? Where are you? That God will be there with us through all of these situations and he will, as a matter of fact, provide a way of escape. He will provide a way for us to, to, to make it through this difficult time. But we have to position ourselves of saying, you know, God, I believe, help my unbelief. God, I know, help my unknowing. God, I, I know that you're going to be there with me, but I'm afraid you're not going to be. And honesty like that is, is God is going to be there with you, and he will provide that way of escape. God, this is, that, this is that phrase right there where it says that he will provide a way of escape. God will make a way. That hard thing, that difficult thing that you're facing, God will make a way because God is for you and he is not against you. That God is on your side and he will be there with you to strengthen you and to help you. And that in, in that place, of, of even wanting to, 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 to lose faith in God. God, I don't think you care. I don't think you care because the main thing that God's enemy is after is just to get you to lose faith in God. God doesn't care about you. He cares about everybody else. He heard their prayer. He answered their prayer. So you, something for some reason, you just tick God off. Well, maybe I do. Maybe I do. But at that point, okay, God, I'm going to put my trust in you. God, you have always been faithful. You've never failed me. You know, I, I had the blessing of growing up in a, in a Christian home. It didn't start off that way. My, my dad was an alcoholic that um, had a very painful life. And he knew how to self-medicate with, with alcohol. And he did it all the time. I remember very well... My sister and I are hiding in our bedroom at night because there was so much screaming and yelling going on out in, in, in the front room. But, but God did a miracle, and God took this hard, hard, hard oil field worker 
and, and did a miracle in his life and changed him to one of the most gentle, kindness, kinded people in the face of the earth. Because, because God knew that, there was, that, that, that if he could get his attention, that he could, he could change his life and save his life. And God used another hard oil field worker whose, whose life had been radically changed by Jesus Christ. And then he, he brought him in to, to a saving knowledge of Christ. But what my, my parents, is, is they made sure that we stayed in church after that. We, I grew up in church, and because I grew up in that part of my life in church, there are certain battles that, I'm just going to be honest with you, moms and dads, I don't have certain battles that, that maybe some, some of you had or, or maybe, maybe even, I'm going to even say it this way, maybe even some of you are putting off on your kids. I mean, I knew, I was instructed to, to trust in God, that God was going to make a way, that God was never going to leave me and he was never going to forsake me. I remember at a very, very young age, of, of, of my, my Sunday school teacher, and her name was Elsa Math, Math, Matthews. And Elsa Matthews was, she was, she was teaching Sunday school, and this, this, was, be, this was before the day of, of, of Schuyler and Tiki, okay? <laughs> you know, this, this was in the day of a little piece of flannel graph, you know, and, and, some, and some, some cut-out figures that walked them, you know, you know, I always, always amazed how the twelve disciples could bounce across. The, you know. Anyway, um, but but Elsa Matthews was telling the story that that how God made a way even for Jonah uh, in his rebellion, that God even made a way, and I remember very clearly. You know, just just you know, and I'm I'm telling the story because I, I, w- I want to impact your lives on something here in in a very strong way. And I remember, I remember my Sunday school teachers of, of Elsa Math, you know, Matthews. I, need, I remember, I remember Idora White. And I remember Virgie Phillips. And I remember M. L. Carter. I remember them because they spoke things, they told me things, they directed my life. I remember their names. And I'm not, I don't, I'm not trying to guilt anyone here. But are kids going to remember your names later on in life? Are you impacting kids' lives now? You know, I had a great mom and dad, but I'm going to tell you what. It took a whole church to, to, to teach Sunday school and to teach those things that impacted life. But meanwhile, back at the boat, we got Jonah. He's in rebellion towards God. God told him to go to Nineveh, and he's, he didn't want to go to Nineveh. He wasn't going to go to Nineveh because... He had a fear, and his fear was that they would that they would they would that they would listen to the message, get saved, and turn from their rebellion. Must have been a real jewel of a guy. But 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 Elsa Matthews, what what she did, instead of just bouncing this this figure, she got got creative, and she she cut the legs and put a little brad in you know at the legs and the arms, and so it had a little more action. Still was still still wasn't 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 Skyler, but but it was it was but it impacted me. I remember it. And she said, "Now that if if we were on a boat and we were going to throw somebody off of the boat, how would they look?" And so we you know we, we decided that their hands would be up and their and their feet would be up and you know they would splash in the water this way. You know, but but even in 
Jonah's rebellion, God made a way. He sent a great fish. And I learned to trust in God. I learned to put my faith in God that God's going to make a way. The numbers of times in my life that I've fell back on, on the foundation of, of the stories that God's going to make a way. I was never taught to rebel against God and to question God, that God's a bad God. And that's the reason it's so easy for me to say to you, God's a good God. And God's in a good mood. <laughs> he only knows one good mood. He only knows one mood. That's a good mood. And he's there to, to bless you and to, and to bless us because, because he's a good God. And we say this from time to time, but I really felt impressed as I was putting this message together that I need to say this again, not, not out of a place of being redundant, but to say it again, to, to impress somebody's heart today. But God is a good God, and he only does good things. And because of that, you know, is, is, is cancer good? No, it's not, is it? The correct answer is no, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cancer is not a good thing. So when someone says, oh, God gave me cancer so that I would... No, he didn't. No, 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 no. A good God does not give bad things. Don't put that off on God. A good God provides a way of escape. It may be a situation with John Huss. It may be divine healing. But a good God only, only, only does good things and only, only, only gives good gifts. And if you're facing a situation that's bad and negative and hard, it didn't come from God. But God will strengthen you through a time of testing. He, he will strengthen you through a time of trial and he will be there with you. But God did not do that to you. We live in a fallen world and we live in a world that has no hesitation of, of cranking out bad chemicals into our air and putting it on, our, on the food that we eat that can cause, can cause diseases and can cause cancer. But God does not give bad things to his people. He only gives good things like eternal life. That's a pretty good deal. Eternal salvation. A hope for life. I've come to give you life and to give you life. This is the God. He's a good God. And he only does good things. And when we face those bad things, he will provide a way of escape. I can't tell you exactly what that way of escape is going to be. But if you're facing a tough time, put your trust and your faith in God and don't choose God off. God, why did you do this to me? God, I'm in this situation. God, I need your help. And I put my trust and my faith in you because God will provide a way of escape. God will, will make a way in a time when we need to be trusting in him. God will make a way in the time of trusting and learning how to put your trust and your faith in God, that, he's, that he, I, it may not make sense right now, but God, I'm going to put my trust in you. In the numbers of years that I've been in the ministry, I, 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 I've never seen God fail. 
I've never, I've seen men fail. I've seen people fail, but I've never seen God fail. 1968 was a great year for me. Uh, Some of you weren't even alive then, so you didn't even know there was a number like that. But 1968 was a a year that that, um, I graduated from college. I was... um, I got my ministerial credentials. I was recognized by a, by a, by a, a body of people, and they said, "We see God's call on you. We believe that this is what you're supposed to be doing with your life." And so we are going. I mean, it was a very emotional. I got to be honest with you. It was wow. Was it incredible? You know, um, sorry, but you know, they laid hands on me. And the, you know, the, the, the bishop laid hands on me and, and, and ordained me, released me to the ministry of, of God's blessings on my life. And, made, you know, and so, you know, I, was, I graduated, I was ordained. Um, I, uh, I got married uh, in 1968. I signed a contract to teach school. I never planned on t- teaching school full-time, but at least I had a job where I could feed my, my new bride. And... Um, and Janice and I, miracle, straight, weird, weird duck miracle, were able to even buy a house uh, within, within three months after we were married, two months after we were married. Uh, someone said, we're going to help you out, and we're going to do this, and we're going to, we had no idea what we were doing, and God, God was just leading, and he was providing a way for us. And um, then my, my, our first job together, part-time job of working in a church in 1968, but over, over all of these years, over 45 years, I've seen God always be there. It wasn't always easy. When Janice and I were first married and our first, I mean, um, even though we were able to buy a house, which was just about equal to, because at the time they said, we're going to give you the money to, for the down payment. It was some friends that we, that we knew that wanted to help us out. And... Um, we're going to give you the money for the down payment, and so your rent's going to, your payment's about about the same as the rent on the park. Okay, great, 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 great. So we're struggling. I'm teaching school at a very minimal sal- minimum salary. Uh, that was. I look back now and like, man, how did you do that? You know, with this, you know, all we at, at that time all we could afford was just a was a motorcycle. And so, and I mean, I tell you, winter time in Bakersfield is not the time to ride a motorcycle. Okay. <laughs> You know, and we went. We were going. Where I was, we were working in a church that um, that uh, you know we had to dress up. I couldn't go to church looking like this. I had to wear a suit and tie, and Janice had to wear a dress, and we had to be very. It was very formal. So we would get on a motorcycle and put our put our clothes put our clothes in in, in in bags, ride to church early, run in and change our clothes so we could impress God. I guess I don't know. Um, <laughs> But but it was just some you know and you know and then then we would as we were leaving we would go and put our you know change our clothes and get back on the motorcycle and you know uh, it was just I mean but but God always made a way God was always faithful God was always faithful God never let us down was it always easy no some very I mean being in ministry is not an easy job. Sometimes you just say, God, I don't want to do this anymore. This hurts too much. You can love people and, and it's just they can just disappear at the drop of a hat and you've given your heart and oh God, man, God, this hurts. And Jesus says, I know. Remember? 
But, but God says, I want you to position yourself to where I can make a way. I want you to be the place to where I can bless you. I want you to, to stay at this place, at this trust and this faith in me so that I can do these miracles in your life. And I'm going to be honest with you. Janice and I, we've seen life, a life of miracles. We really have everything from the bizarre events of what we saw, talked about last week in, in, in Chechnya when God did save me from a bloody massacre to Janice walking across Haiti with a uh, load full of food, with a 40-foot container full of food and people with AK-47s trying to take it away. We, we, we've seen God do those miracles that way. We've seen God provide with, with, with money when money would come in that wasn't there because we always trusted God. We always put God first. We always tithed. You know, God, we're freezing to death on a motorcycle in Bakersfield. Doesn't it make more sense for us serving God that we take that money and buy a car and say, no, God said, put me first. But it doesn't make sense. We're not talking about what makes sense to you. We're talking about the kingdom of God. Put me first. And I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes over the years, even the blessings of God have been embarrassing because people who don't understand and think kingdom thoughts don't know that God does bless and God does honor. And so you got these blessings of God and you go, wow, what am I going to do with this? How do I, how do I enjoy this blessing of God without looking like I'm you know, a selfish pig or something like that. And I go, God, God, thank you. Thank you so much. And God blesses and God multiplies his blessings. And I, I, was, I, I grew up singing a, a silly little song. And, and I tell you what, it's impacted my life. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He owns the valleys and the rocks and rails. And sometimes I've seen God slaughter a cow for me. I've seen God feed me, do his miracles. And here, I'm going to give this with you, give this to you. I want to be with you as you're going through this. I had a friend, a person, that I, I, don't, I don't want to say friend, it sounds like we're really close, but a guy that I know and pastor, and he was, took his family to the fair. And as he was, uh, you're walking down, because, you know, the reason you go to fairs is to eat a bunch of food that's bad for you so you can go home and throw up. And, uh, and so they're walking down, and his, his little daughter says, Hey, Daddy, I want some Skittles. And so, oh, okay, all right, let me get by some Skittles. So he, you know, he pulls out the money, you know, goes and buys his little daughter a bag of Skittles. And, you know, so she's, you know, walking down the, down the, down the street, down the little way. And she says, uh, That's okay, three second rule. And, um, <laughs> And, you know, she's, she's eating the Skittles, and, and he says, hey, give me a Skittle. And she goes, uh-uh. <laughs> he says, no, no, really, 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 honey, you know, give, give me a Skittle. Now, first, first of all, uh, in the first service, every parent said, oh, I got that same story. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, you know, you know, you bought some for your kids. Hey, give me one. No way. <laughs> it's mine, you know. But his little daughter says, you know, no, uh-uh, no, I, I, I'm not going to give you one. No, 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 I'm, you know, he, he thought she was kidding. No, no, I, I, no, no, really, really, Lori, I'd like for you, give, give daddy some Skittles. I just want to, you know, just a couple of them. No, they're mine. 
And he's just like, are you serious? He says, yeah. He's like, you ungrateful little wretch. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, I bought those for you. It was my money that gave you that. And you won't even share it with me? No, they're mine. He says, don't you know that I could go out and I could buy all the Skittles that I want? I said, I don't, I don't, I don't want to buy me Skittles. I, I just wanted to share it. No, they're mine. I said, don't you understand that I could buy you enough Skittles to make you so sick you'd throw up for a week? You know? No, they're mine. And you see, this is what God says to us. Would you share your Skittles with me? Would you, would you share with me? So many times our answer is, no, uh-uh, uh-uh. I don't want to share with you, God. But I can tell you, I, I know that when we are in that place of sharing with God, of giving back to God, you cannot give God. And sometimes as God is in that, in that place of blessing and pouring out blessings, you know, yeah, yeah, it is like, boy, God, I, I, I just, I, I see your hand at work. God, I see your hand. God, you're, you, you make a way. And see, what's the sad thing is that sometimes people don't position themselves to let God make a way. So busy yelling at God and trying to find reasons of why they don't want God to make a way that they, they just block Him off. And I want to encourage you this morning to make sure that you enjoy your Skittles. Uh, <laughs> green ones are really good. Um, but in that place, is saying, Lord, I'm going to put my trust in you. God, I know that it may not make sense right now. All the pieces, it may look like it doesn't make sense. We should buy a car instead of riding around freezing to death on a motorcycle. We, we, we should. It makes more sense. But God, we're going to put you first. There's a passage in, in the book of, of Deuteronomy. In Deuteronomy, and It deals with the idea in Deuteronomy in chapter 14, verse 23. And it says, The purpose of tithing is to teach you to always put God in first place in your life. It's that thing that it teaches us, it proves to us that God is at first place in our lives. You know, we we, we always want to be able to to go before God and say, God, can you help me out in this time of need? But it's vital to position ourselves to say, God, I'm at the place where I can receive your blessing. I'm at the place where I can receive your blessing. In that place of God, I'm going to trust in you. I will trust in you, Lord. I will trust in you. Again, our life has been one of 
blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing. God has dealt bountifully. I mean, it's, honestly, as Janice and I pray together, I can't tell you, the, you know, probably the, the, biggest, the biggest part of our prayer life is God, you have dealt bountifully with your servants. You have dealt bountifully with him. I've seen times that, that, that we, we, you know, it's like, <laughs> what are we going to do here? We're going to trust in God. We're going we're to let God make a way. We understand that, that Jesus is the way maker. We stay close to him and let him lead us and guide us. He will always make that way. He will always provide a way out. Like John Huss Sometimes it may not be the way that we would choose, but God will make a way. Maybe some of you are facing some, some tough situations. And maybe it's a situation that maybe it was just a part of, of, of the world around you in this present evil age. Maybe it's a situation that you've, you've lost your home. Maybe you've lost your job. And what are we going to do in this situation I want to encourage you not to choose God off, but to continually position yourself to say, God, I'm going to praise you no matter what goes on. I, I'm going to put my trust and my faith in you no matter, how, no matter how hard it gets. To be like John has, God, I forgive my enemies. I, man, I don't feel like this fire really, really hurts. But God, forgive my enemies. And God, making certain that we are always in that place of positioning ourselves to say, God, I put my trust and my faith in you. And the fifth point on your outline is that, is that God will make a way in your time of transgressions. In those times when we do begin to doubt God, we do begin to question God, of knowing that God is going to make a way then. And that God will forgive our sins and he will forgive our doubts and he will bless us and, and he will strengthen us. In Psalms in 32 and verse 1, it says, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. God, I, 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 want, I want to keep you covering my life. I want to keep you as the Lord of my life. And I will not pull these things away from you. God, I lay them before you. And so this morning, whatever you may be facing, whatever you may be going through, if, it's, if you have had the greatest week, and I'm going to be honest with you, for me, it has been, it's been a great week. I have had to scratch my head all week long and say, God, you have really dealt bountifully with your servant. God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Sometimes I've scratched my head and said, oh, I know that I just have to white knuckle it through this time. I just have to put my trust and my faith in God. But I'm going to do that. I'm going to keep my trust in God. So wherever you are, whichever place that you are in, go before God. God, I know that you're the way maker. You will make a way. If I stay in that place with you, God, you will make a way. If I position myself, God, that you will make a way. You will provide. If I get myself out of the position of God's blessings, I'm left to my own and wondering, why, 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 why does this happen to me? Why did this happen to me? But God, I put my trust in you. I'm going to ask the band to come up and the ushers to come up. 
And as they're coming, maybe, maybe some of you just need to position yourself into a place of, of salvation this morning. Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. And you've never started off with the number one place of allowing God to make a way. Just as we pass the offering baskets, if you would tear off that tear off thing on the bulletin, drop on the offering basket, I'll we'll give you a call this week and talk with you more about who Jesus Christ is and how he makes a way into eternal life. Now, Father in heaven, this morning I pray your blessings on, on, on everyone here. I pray, Father, your blessings on, on this offering, that as we give it back to you, Lord, that we keep that mark of you on our finances. But, Father, that the gospel of Jesus Christ, what life is really all about, can be met. And we thank you that you have made a way through your son, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you that when there was no way, you made a way. And when there is no way now, you still can make ways. We want to be there to hear your voice, to pay attention to you, to receive from you. And blessed be your name, Lord Jesus. Amen.